these people don't give shit. <laughs> <laughs> We're giving them the business. The business. All the band is out on the field. He's going to go into the end zone. He's going to Davis. Oh, my God. Davis is going to run it all the way back. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to College Football Extravaganza. Davis Davis leaves us, but he's back. All right. You got it? You got it all set up, buddy? You in? <laughs> Welcome back. Yeah, Marcus Reeder, ready for the Swamp. Well, this is College Football Extravaganza on the Swamp Creatures Network, on the Higher Frequency Podcast Network. And college football is back. It's back this Saturday. I'm excited. How about how about you boys? Are we are we ready for the season? Yeah, man. Welcome back. It's been a long off season. Been too long. It seems like football season, like the it's it's the longest off season. Even though I love baseball and I get baseball to fill in the time, it, there's there there. It's just always easier to talk about football. And we're here. We're back. Let's do this. I got my drink in hand. We're do this. I got yeah, I know. I thought I left. I left my H. I haven't bet on it. Go ahead, Joey. You're gonna have a good good week to bet on here in the next maybe the first week, maybe not week zero. We're we're gonna definitely gonna look at some of those games here in week zero um in a second. But uh week one's where all the betting is gonna go down probably. Justin, new addition to the show. You you uh came in well, you came in one or two shows last season. I think it was one or – it was like one. He was a guest. Are, you, are your mics having issues? I don't know. Something, something you didn't. Oh, Rookie. man. It's okay. But Justin was over at ESPN Radio with Davis for a while, did the Saturday show with him. Great stats guy. All three of us, me, Davis, Joey, not stats guys. So we're like, we got to bring him along. Joey, you're, you're our bet guy. You're our bet guy. <laughs> yeah. No argument. Justin, just cut me off whenever you get back in here. But, okay, first thing I want to talk about um, it is just covering all the offseason. We're trying to cover all the offseason because I had to take the bar, so it took a little hiatus from the show, and uh, we missed a lot of college football news. This was one of the more busy offseasons for, for college football, right? Like, is that just me, or do you guys feel like with all the NIL stuff, with the conference expansion uh, talk going on that there was a lot of news and, and even recruiting news that just it, it's it hasn't been like this in the past and a lot more eyes are on college football now that there's a lot more money in it am i right or do, tell me if i'm wrong do you guys agree you're right and a lot of expansion whatever these tv videos come up we're going to be moving there's going to be shit taken and uh i think there's more news to come it might come but you're you're still cutting out a little bit. Um, try to go on your iPhone. Try to go on your iPhone and change the um, cancellation on the on the microphone thing. Uh, it it does like noise cancellation or something. Da- but Davis, go ahead. So yeah, I'll, okay. Uh, I know we we're gonna we we're gonna dive into this. I okay. So I think that 
it's inevitable that we're going to have something big occur in college football in terms of restructure. You know, you have all these teams wanting to go to the SEC. And so you can't just have one giant super conference. You need to have some kind of uh, competition. Like you have in Major League Baseball, the NFL, and the NBA, you have two conferences. I mean, there are divisions that, that teams can play in, but ultimately there are two conferences that play off against each other. So my crazy theory is this. You're going to have split right down the middle. Um, not, it's not going to be like East Coast and West Coast, because I think how we're looking is that it's going to be North and South. You're going to have uh, like one big-ass Southeastern Conference, and then you're going to have one big-ass Big Ten Conference, and then they're all going to play, maybe even divide up into their own little sub-conferences or divisions, if you will. They can play each other, but of course branch out like a lot of these teams tend to do already, they branch out of their conference and play other teams. And ultimately what's going to matter is how well do you perform in the one large conference? Those, then you have, you may have a playoff in one side and then a playoff in the other. And then the best teams in those conferences uh, or the best teams in the respective conference, they face off against each other. I think that's the future of college football, although probably won't happen for like 10 years. So basically, you're picturing some sort of civil war style <laughs> college football landscape where you got oh, the north. Wow. How many people will say the south will rise again? Oh well, Alabama's winning like every year, right? <laughs> we get a chance. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, with the move of USC and UCLA from Pac-12 to the Big Ten, that kind of just threw geography out the window with with regards to conferences, right? Like oh, yeah, I mean may, may, maybe Oklahoma and Texas weren't you know, they're not southeast for sure. Definitely south, right? So mm-hmm. I could see that more so than uh the move from California all the way over to some of these midwestern and and um kind of north northeast states or college football teams. Justin, are you back with us? Yeah, I think I am. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're right? like yeah you can hear you. Yeah, you know, the whole just, I guess you call it a faceless lift of college football. It's uh, interesting to see what's going to happen because we're always seeing a move be made. And like you said at the beginning of the show, you know, probably one of the more busier off seasons of college football. And I can't agree more. Uh, There's a lot of things that happened. We saw kids signing $90 million deals over four years. Like, it was weird. It was just so weird to see everything happen from NIL to just a bunch of conferences being demolished and then built up. It was a weird, weird offseason. It always gave you something to talk about, though. Uh, Texas and Oklahoma, you know, that's going to be really interesting. And, you know, this year we can see Lincoln Riley. He ran to the USC. And we're going to be seeing a lot of different things happening as well at the ACC as well. And it looks like the Big 12 are trying to stay alive, but the Pac-12 and the ACC could be coming to their ultimate demise. Yeah, it's, it, and I saw a headline that said Miami and Clemson were in talks with the SEC. And I don't know where that puts Florida State. Our Florida State correspondence is trying to correspondent is trying to figure out his mic issues, but I gotta I gotta figure Florida State's wanting in on those talks with the SEC as well. And like Davis said, it's becoming two big, huge conferences now. It's and then leaving the others in the dust. So we'll see what happens. I think it's gonna be interesting. Just to see what I had to take a second. My dog took a massive shit. 
no. Oh, no. Justin's Justin's mic is going crazy right now. Is that just me or is that you too, Davis? Uh, does it sound like fart noises? Uh, it, yeah, it sounds like he's got the robot, the robot voices. I heard it. I, there I, you I, go. You're back now. Sorry, this Are is the first man? show. We're allowed to work out the things. Yeah, we're definitely gonna yeah. have to work out. Actually, hear me? Whoa, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're a little loud, but that's good. okay. So, loud and clear. Oh. All right. Look out for the Big Ten for Florida State. Because something about these really? TV contracts, something about the TV is that they get more money if, like, ESPN, well, ESPN or Big Ten to the conference if they have a school in a This is a big one because all the TV in Texas, California, USC, and UCLA because of all the. So if it, they, they they get more money per package, the school from that um, state. So Florida is already in the SEC. So I think the Big Ten is going to want to get into Florida. Uh, Florida State and Miami are the two schools. They go after sticking together. I don't see them separating. Yeah, that's that's another thing. You're going to see the Big Ten on CBS. In one of those, in one of those prime time spots, possibly. So you're gonna get that na 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 with the Big Ten instead of the SEC. Now that that's a change for me. I don't like that <laughs> as an SEC <laughs> fan. I don't although, know. Although there was one thing that made me feel really good about that was yeah, it's to me the most electric uh, football theme song out there. However, uh, there's a sports personality out there, Big Cat from Barstool. He he went to Wisconsin, so he was like. We got it. We got this. We got CBS, and he was playing the. Theme <laughs> oh, they're so happy over like all the Big Ten blunders. Yeah, they got to be so happy, right? They they get the because no one wants to be on ESPN only, and I think that's uh, kind of. Um, I was listening to Josh Pate over on the Late Kick, and I li- I like I'll plug that podcast all day. He's good. Um, he was saying that the SEC's next contract deal is in 10 years and the Big Ten's next uh, contract ends in – or this current contract ends in seven years. So not only are they going to get to renegotiate before the SEC, they have also um, you know, just made this huge deal right now. So the Big Ten, after, after last season uh, with their administration kind of having – a terrible, terrible 2020 with COVID decisions. It has has taken a uh, walked away with a win here as far as contracts go. Th- apparently, has escalators in this contract where if they they want to can uh, they'll get bumped up in what they can pay. Out. So that just shows you that yep. they're yep. looking to make yep. expansion. Yep. 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 <laughs> Sorry, bud. You, I mean, you could just you could just not use if you're on your phone. You can't you just t- not use headphones? What are you showing me right now? Look. Oh, okay, okay. You don't want to disturb. Don't want to disturb the trip. Oh, he he's sleeping anyway. He's fine. It's all right. Anywho, um, so. 
NIL deals, right? How, how are we feeling about the NIL deals? Anything standing out over the summer for you, Justin, you, Davis? Uh, I mean, I, I've been a supporter of the NIL deal from day one. Um, I, I understand the concern, though, that a lot of coaches have that it's going to ultimately come down to what alumni base has the most money, who is going to finance all of these awesome players to come into their programs. And it's, I mean, it's no surprise that Texas A&M is one of the most valuable universities out there. That in Texas um, are the two most valuable uh, universities out there. Alabama is like barely inside the top 10. I think they rank number nine, but they have an amazing coach that knows how to recruit and a resume to go with it. So players want to still win. But I mean, if, if, if a player really wants to be in it for the money, then these schools like Texas A&M can recruit. And I think that's just where we're going to go. I don't think you can really walk back NIL anymore. Um, now that we've already gotten this far, um, I think the most that you can do is try to regulate it where it is now because you can't really walk back on it now. The NIL is here to stay, whether we like it or not. Again, again I like it. I know uh, Lane Kiffin has his thoughts where he thinks, uh, you know, uh, it's basically legalized cheating. Uh, and, I, and I think you, know, you, can, you can call it that, yeah, because, I mean, there are teams like SMU who, were kicked, who, had, who had the death penalty for two years uh, for doing basically exactly that. Um, so it, you can call it legalized cheating all you want. It, it's legal, and it's, I think it's here to stay. Do you fucking hear me now? I think it's uh. Yes, yeah, 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 we can. Don't don't be mad at me for your shitty ass Last podcast setup. Zoom was way better. It's not the Zoom. It's not the Zoom. I don't, I don't know what it. I don't know what it is. But look, it's it's perfect. You got Chief Osceola in the background with Florida, Florida State. That's that's a great that's a great seminal memento you got right there in the background. That's nice. Justin's got his college football set up. I got, I got some call. I got some work on my setup. It's just books in the background. Davis got the Blue Angels. That's cool. Um, as far as uh, what you were saying, Davis, that reminded me because you said Texas A&M. We definitely missed um, t- giving takes on the whole Nick Saban and Jimbo Fisher uh, verbal verbal fight <laughs> like of a month or two. Maybe it was about a month ago or so um, when. When Saban's like at a at a Alabama fundraiser for, with boosters, and he was basically shitting on teams for paying. He was like Texas A and M. Every single one of them players paid. And then Jimbo Fisher was like this motherfucker, and he set up. He actually set up a whole press conference just to go, just to be like Drake and go like recharge and back to back on him a little diss track from jimbo fisher for you he was pissed i i like that kind of stuff i'm here for it it's the pot saving like he had been years and years he's not doing this basically what he was doing was telling the boosters that were that the money so i can compete with texas a&m i'm yeah jimbo's response was hilarious but saving that's what he was trying to do Right. Yeah. Um, and I don't, I don't know. I don't want to stick here too long because we do have games to get to, but any other off season news that, that is, is just, we got to get back to. 
Uh, I think there's a lot to do with just doing a bunch of QB. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> hot, 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 hot. <laughs> damn, dude. This is definitely a like work through the kinks kind of show. Yeah. That's it's, okay. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pretend like I'm like I'm just doing an open mic night and just oh. eating shit right oh. now. Talk on my paperwork and no one has an issue. So it's, I, I blame personally. Bro. <laughs> this, you not this is, I mean, you're so podcast. This is the worst podcast in the history of podcasts. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so, Robert, you're coming in good. I mean, am I, how am I, am I good? Like, I, no, yeah, you're great. We got our shit worked. We got our shit figured out. <laughs> Like, Justin, are you on your phone or a computer? You guys are going on the bottom. I'm on my laptop. I did just move into a new place, so, like, the Wi-Fi, I don't know, like, might need to get that figured out a little oh, more. Oh, he's blaming um, the Wi-Fi. <laughs> it, the Wi-Fi is horrendous. Guys, he's going to so be in a bad. battle with Cox Cable mid-season. <laughs> you motherfuckers. Oh, you, know, uh, okay, you can hear me now, right? Yeah, yeah you get, sound good. You sound it, good. We could hear you, but well, every now and then well, it just starts doing some sort of like you're talking through uh, popcorn in the in the microwave that's actively popping. Are we on Facebook? Are we like streaming on social media? Yeah, we're streaming on social media. Don't nice. share it. You don't want to. You don't want to hit up people's people's Facebooks with this one. No, go ahead, go ahead and do it. Maybe maybe they'll, maybe they'll have a laugh at us just eating shit live in front of zero people. No, that's definitely not true the zero watchers on here because I'm at least watching it on this one to make sure we're still live. And I'm connecting to Facebook right That's now. Good. Smart man. Smart man. It's on the, it's on swamp creatures, Facebook. <clears throat> All right, Justin, now that we got you, we don't know if we'll have you for long, but what are you going to say about the off season news? Uh, you know, I wanted to dive into A&M and save a little bit. I thought that was really interesting um, on my show at ESPN, I did like probably a solid 45 minutes over like the span of that, just talking about that straight up. And it was always really interesting because Jimbo gets mad because Saban doesn't like what's changing. I mean, of course, it's it's not just a weird coincidence to see Texas A&M have the best recruiting class of all time after going four and four in the SEC West. You know, it's something that's been really weird. It's like, okay, that going on, Saban calls him out on it, and then we see Oh God! Uh, you guys just want to take this whole season off? Is, is this what it's coming to? Is this what it's coming to, boys? <laughs> is, is it that? Hey, it, first show kinks, you know, first show kinks. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, we're 20 minutes into it, so let's go ahead. And get into week zero. I know that um, us Pensacola boys are going to be rooting for Western Kentucky as they play Austin Austin P. I'm only talking about this game because the quarterback, who was basically the Heisman Trophy winner in Division II, uh, played for U- UWF the last couple of years. No, what oh. division? He, he was what? Division Two, but he got he got sixth place in the voting. <laughs> oh, he got sixth place in the vote. He didn't he didn't win the year before yeah. either when they won the national no. title. No. Nope. No, nope, he did not. Who are these voters? He was he was leading in passing, wasn't he? I think it all came oh, down to uh, the rough oh. ending of the season. Hmm. The kid from the the kid from Shepherd, man, he was a baller. 
Adam beaten percentage, yards, touchdowns. I mean, he was – the kid was a baller. And, I mean, his last – so Austin's last four games of the year really, really dwindled on him. Uh, you know, he – I think his completion percentage in his last four games was like 40%, something crazy like that. Just was not good. They still won, but it was not a good ending. See, and that's why we bring Justin on here. Despite the bad mic, he has great takes, and he also is just going to correct my misinformation. I'm go- I'm going to be actively putting out college football misinformation into the ether, and Justin's going to be like, "Nope, wrong again. You're going to have to you're going to have to do better on your research." So, <laughs> but nonetheless, Austin Reed is playing for Western Kentucky. Am I right about that? At least, <laughs> yeah. Yes. He beat out Derek Deggy. Yeah. yeah. Who? who came from West Virginia, right? He came from like West Virginia and then another school. And he just keeps getting beat out by other quarterbacks. He's a, it's been an interesting situation with him. He's um he's got a good arm, very similar play style to Austin. And I was, whenever I saw a transfer, I saw that, you know, Austin must've want beat him out for the job, but he played, he threw for like 3,000 yards last season in the Big 12. He was a starting quarterback in a Power 5 school. So, you know, that does speak volume about Austin, like what he's able to really do and how good of a quarterback he actually can be at that level. Yep. Another game coming up, we got Patrick Leisner here in the chat. Um, he's a UCF Knights fan. He's also a fellow libertarian of mine. They're going to be at the FSU DuQuincy, uh, Duquesne. How do you say it? Duquesne? I think it's Duquesne. I think it's Duquesne. Yeah, Duquesne game. They're like, we're like, we're the college football show. We're supposed to know this. I've never heard of the school ever, but apparently, <laughs> apparently they're up in Pennsylvania or something like that. I don't know, up there somewhere. Um, I think they're, they're in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. I think. Yeah, they're handing out take. Joey's getting pissed. What do you want, dude? No one can hear you, bro. <laughs> Nobody can hear you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Figure it out next week. <laughs> Idiot. <laughs> uh, uh, poor guy. Oh, man. Yeah. Joe- <laughs> I'm just going to give him a mic. I, I don't know what to do. He's just got to set up, set it up better. Um, yeah. But anyway, um, the Libertarian Party of Florida is going to be tailgating out at uh, FSU next week. So, if you're in Tallahassee planning on going that game, you want to get a ticket or something, um, they're having a fundraiser event and go out there, buy a ticket, you get food, and you get a ticket to the game. There you go. FSU hey, wins this game. FSU wins the game. Uh, just a really, really, really quick side note. Why are we calling this week zero when we have like 20 football games going on? Like it's it's week one now at this point. Week zero is supposed to be like one big game. And we have essentially no big games. I mean, Nebraska and Northwestern, I imagine, is going to be one of the last games we talk about because it's going to be in Dublin. But other than that, like, we don't really have any big games. Like, So at this point, is it yeah. just a really shitty week one? Yeah, no, we're going to look. <laughs> Justin, dude. <laughs> Justin. band that just uh broke up um that it's like techno band that just broke up like i feel like that's the that's like the sound they go for sometimes yeah maybe yeah we're up all night to get lucky 
Oh, no, he sounds way worse than that. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, I mean, I figure we'll look we'll look forward to week one uh, a little bit, too. We, we don't have to give any picks or locks or anything like that. <clears throat> Is this better? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's Oh, baby. That's nice. I mean, had so real quick, and I was like, maybe this will work a little better. Yeah, you got like the professional like headset. A second, but like then it, I don't know. It, it's it's sounding better, so we'll yeah. just go with it. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> What's going on? It's <laughs> all good. It's like, it's like, you know what? How fitting! How fitting that we're having a terrible production. Out, you know, reasons <laughs> under our control, but it doesn't matter. It's it's not the best week one or week zero of football, anyways. So we're kind of going with, you know, the expectations of what this week could be. No, Unless yeah. you're a gambler. Unless you're a gambler, then this is your heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'll just go down the line. I'm at Austin P at Western Kentucky because there's not that many games. Austin P at Western Kentucky. Um, I'm going to make uh, Western Kentucky my first lock of the year, boys. Ching. There we go. Did you awesome. hear the lock? You hear the lock? It's back. Let's I heard go. it. Let's yeah. go. Any any takes on that? Any anyone want to lock that one in just because of no. Austin Reed? No. Uh, uh, no. Yeah, they're gonna win. I mean, I'll, but I am excited to see how he does. It's the first game that's gonna kick off on Saturday. I mean, game day will just be ending, and I mean, it, it's great getting to. Switch over to CBS Sports. Never thought I'd say that, but we're switching over to CBS Sports to see an old friend, a guy that used to be a mainstay on our old radio show, and uh, you'll get to see what he can do. So, there you go. I'm yeah, I mean, I, I said I'm excited to see what he can do, man. Um, you know, I've done Brooks with a close friend for a little bit. You know, and he's actually it's a, it, 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 it's a hard one to find. You don't find find many people so i when i saw that he won the qb one spot i was like i can't really all right <laughs> okay <laughs> Davis. i'm just trying to hold my shit together too <laughs> you're, you're, you're doing a great job you're doing right. a great job. I, so ne- next game uh we we go to the big 10 um nebraska at northwestern here and this is a big year for scott frost He's got a week zero game, and they went what three and nine last year. They were the best three and nine team ever, and a mm-hmm. lot of people have Nebraska doing really good this year. They're saying if you know this is the year Nebraska comes back and they win those games that they they didn't win last year, those close games. You know, um, I, I, don't know. I, I was listening to a show the other day where they said Nebraska, despite being a, a three win team, like you said, they were probably the best three win team ever. They covered, I think they covered the spread almost every week. And so t- people loved, absolutely loved picking Nebraska. And right now, Nebraska is coming into this game. Of course, it's against Northwestern, but they are coming in with so much hype. This is a do or die year for Scott Frost. He has to, he has to start this year off right. If he gets in any kind of trouble, he is fired, I think, mid year if he gets in trouble. But you know what? The the Casey Thompson, who started at Texas last year, started I think almost every game last year at Texas. 
He's the starting quarterback in Nebraska. I know nothing about this Northwestern team. Nebraska has a 13-point favorite. Uh, the over and under is 49.5. I think they're going over, and they cover the spread. Lock it in. Lock it in? All right. And that right in. There you go. I'm also going to lock this one in. They got Nebraska minus 13. I think just because it's the first game, it's going to be closer. So I think Northwestern covers the spread. But uh, I'm going to lock Nebraska in for the win. Second lock. You got to spin them quick. You got to spin them quick here. Justin, Nebraska and uh, Northwestern, probably the, the biggest game this week. No, I'm going to – I like Casey Thompson a lot. I'm probably going to stick uh, just because I don't know if I got my pick current on that at all. <laughs> yes. <laughs> What's going yeah, on? Justin's just so in and out. Start over. He, he is so in and out. <laughs> Bro, just one word, Nebraska Northwestern. <laughs> I, I think that was Nebraska. I'm going to lock it in. <laughs> I don't I don't know what's going on with the setups. We'll figure it out. <laughs> All right. Idaho State, UNLV. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah, yeah so if anyone cares, y'all can let me know later. Um Yukon, Utah State. I got Utah State, Yukon. Uh traditionally not a very good football team. Yeah, and Utah State apparently has one of the better quarterbacks in football statistically right now. So I think that this is a team where if there's an over, take it. Utah State's going to score a lot of points. Is that one of your like throwaway lines that you give whenever you don't know what's going on with the team? Yeah, because I need like a bunch of boilerplate lines. Like this guy is like really good statistically, and um, you know he's going to throw a lot of touchdowns. Well, I think um, that's I basically think- what. <laughs> I need to go back and yeah, you know how like you can just be super generic and just say all these generic lines that could really apply to anybody. Yeah, like I know you were telling the truth because it seemed genuine, but at the same time you were like, it, it sounded vague enough to where you could just slap that on anybody. You know, <laughs> you really could. Well, as long as you have like a semi, um, no, um, as long as sorry, I, I was just showing <laughs> message. I was just showing text message. Um, <laughs> As long as you have like a semi idea of a team, like just a semi idea, like you could probably get away with anything. Uh, there was like a comedian who likes to do spoof videos of like announcers, and so they're like, when you're when you host a radio show, but you have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, so we're going Utah State there. I mean, that might even be a lock for me because looking at all these, but I don't know. I'll, I'll keep I'll keep my lock. Yeah, uh, Illinois is hosting the Wyoming Cowboys. I yeah. like Wyoming. I like Wyoming always, but I I got to think Illinois is going to is going to put this one away. Tickets as low as $13. That's a steal. That's all uh, that's all these games. I don't know, man. Like I, I honestly I think it's one of those things where I I, I have no idea who plays for either team. Wyoming, I don't, I don't even know if they were a good team last year. Uh, I don't think they've been a good team since Josh Allen graduated. So I think they had that upset against Missouri last year, early in the season. Uh I mean, yay. <laughs> Could be wrong. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, 
I don't know, I mean, man. We're it's week zero, boys. We're just we're just making which apparently is is a contentious topic for some people in this podcast. Well, if you know, I mean, I don't know anything about Illinois, but let's just say you know something about Illinois. I mean, they're favored by eleven. If you're if you're sitting in Biloxi or in Vegas, you might be throwing a little money on this game for Illinois to cover the spread. But uh, I'm not even touching it. I know nothing about these two teams. Maybe we'll know something come like week three to get an idea of what they're about. I mean, Illinois, you'll have a better shot at because they're in the Big Ten. But I, I, I know nothing about these teams. I, In fact, I know we normally give three, but there's hardly any games really happening this week to where I have one more lock I'm going to use. We haven't gotten that team yet, so I'm going to hold off. All right, all right. So, um, you got anything to say about Wyoming, Illinois? Not really. Other than, uh, I mean, if I had, to, if you asked me to pick a team, give me Illinois, and they'll probably cover the spread at eleven. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't talking to you. Yeah, I was, <laughs> <laughs> I, was just back. I was looking at ESPN. Wait, I think the people got a pretty clear understanding that you have no idea about Wyoming or Illinois. <laughs> yeah, yeah All right. man. All right, Justin, give it a roll. Yeah, Justin. <laughs> All right, I'm. I've never been so scared to talk in my life because of how bad my laptop. Like in the middle of that, by the way. So I'm on my phone now. Uh, I'm gonna go Illinois, uh, just because I'm uh, Illinois. They do okay sometimes. I remember last year they had a hot start versus Nebraska. When this one, when it's week zero, you got zero clue what's gonna be happening for a lot of these games. All right, moving on, and here we go to a Florida game. Duquesne is traveling all the way to Tallahassee. It's going to be 4 p.m. It's going to be hot at Dope Campbell. Um, people are going to be drinking. It's midday. Uh, Mike Norvell, third season, and, I mean, they win this game. They win this game pretty big. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty confident in Florida State this year. I don't think they'll drop to Duquesne. And you know what? That's not that's not how you should say that. It's definitely spelled Duquinsney. <laughs> it's definitely spelled Duquinsney. I've never heard of this school ever. They're playing they're playing the equivalent of who St. Thomas Aquinas played uh like last year when that team just faked being a team. Oh yeah, they were yeah. they were like Saying, oh man, that what oh, a what an oh, awesome high school bishop. scandal that was. That's pretty much what's happening right now. So, Florida State wins this game against this school I've never heard of. That's going to be a lock for sure. That's my three locks. There you go. I got Western I mean, Kentucky, Nebraska, and Florida State. But there's literally no spread to that game. I mean, obviously they know Florida State is going to win. But here is what I will say. I think. It's been – when was the last time Florida State walked out and absolutely beat the shit out of the first team they played? I mean, they got upset – they got upset last year against Georgia Tech, right? Jacksonville no, State. They lost to Jacksonville State. Uh, remember they had Boise State a couple years ago that they were beating and then went on to lose? Oh, no, they opened up against Notre Dame last year. Mm-hmm. Good game. A feel-good game because McKenzie Milton played, but they still lost. And I mean, it's Notre Dame. Notre Dame was a respectable team, but Florida State has lost 
many of their home openers since their national championship. They need to come out, beat the absolute hell out of this team, just as like a momentum starter. They are supposed to do that. If I think if they don't beat this team by 28 points, if you're a fan, you're still frustrated, wondering what's going to happen with this season. Because in a way, against a team like this, you don't beat them by a significant amount of points, then what does that tell you moving forward in the season? They somewhat struggled against a minor team, and now they're going to somehow beat these other teams? No way in hell. So they have to actually beat the crap out of this team to get some momentum going and give the fan base something to look forward to. I agree. I'm pretty sure this team, um, however you said their name, Rob announced it, I'm pretty sure the conference they played in, UW had an offer to play in that conference. Years back, like they got an offer to go to D1, but on requirements, that's totally off topic. Sorry, uh, Florida State, you know, this that was on topic. No, you're good, yeah. We ramble sometimes, I do. (laughs) Florida State, man, it's been a weird look. Games, I mean, the Jacksonville game will never let down. Oh, he's, <laughs> man, he's his string was hanging Wi-Fi. on by a thread, dude. He just could not. He just could not do that. Hey, by the way, Duquesne is in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, yeah. See, we were right. I knew it. I knew it. Okay, Pat says uh, Western Kentucky, Northwestern, UNLV, Utah State, Illinois, FSU, Charlotte. So you just gave us all your picks, dude. You got Vandy. All right, all right, all right, Pat. Pat's a um, a fellow friend of mine, as I said earlier, do you, do you bet on all these games, Pat? You feel free to type in the chat whenever. Do you do you go out and bet on the spreads or anything like that? Um, I need to do that this year. I need to I need to make it over to Biloxi and do uh and hit up the sports book. I don't, you know, Pat. I don't think it's going to be an empty state. He he typed in the chat. If anyone's listening, um, he typed in the chat. Um, FSU home opener on a hot afternoon in an empty stadium. I could see that coming out f- super flat. I, I want to say I don't think that it's going to be empty. Not for it's home not gonna be, It's not going to be full. For the opener, people are going to show up and just be excited. I, I think people are going to tailgate their asses off. I, I can I can see people hanging out for at least the first half. Yeah. But then, but then like the second Florida State, uh, assuming they actually do get off to a good start, they'll be out of there by halftime. Yeah, no. They'll be gone. It, it, this game's it's gonna be it's gonna be fifty six to ten. Florida State wins. What they ought to do is open up the first the first drive, like first play of the game. Go long, just go long. Throw it right down their freaking throat. Yep, I think I think we've worn out this game real quick. Um, Got Magoo. Talking about Jackson State, just hired yeah. Mike Zimmer. I saw that. It was a good hire. It was a good hire. Jackson State, Dion's De- team, right? Not Jacksonville State, but Jackson State. Yeah. yeah. I, wonder if, I wonder if Mike Zimmer like used to coach Dion back in the day. I don't know, dude. Maybe there's some connection there. I gotta dig deeper. Uh, Charlotte, Florida Atlantic. No. Who cares? Although Charlotte Charlotte made a bowl game last year, I think. Yeah, the, they the 49 last year. I think that was last year. 
yeah. think it was. I mean, that's all I know about them. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I'm hit the button until we move on. <laughs> uh, Florida A&M, we'll cover them because they're going to North Carolina. So North Carolina without Sam Howell. How are they doing? How are they doing this year? Any outlook for North Carolina? Well, even with them, it wasn't very good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's just make that very clear. Um, they were posting team last year and finished the season six and seven. Uh, I think they're projected to go their games to win this year. If I'm being honest, I yeah, that's a pretty good line. I'll probably not going to see because even without Sam Howell, I still don't think they're going to do even half. Yeah, they. I mean, honestly, they better pick up these three wins when they can. They got A and M, Appalachian State, Georgia State, and then they face Notre Dame. And then Virginia Tech. And then Miami. You're going to lose, I, I think right here off the top, you're going to lose that Notre Dame game. You're going to lose the Miami game. I think even you might lose that Pittsburgh game. Wake Forest is a tough team. And then NC State is hot right now. They're at number 13. And a lot of people have NC State with the schedule they have going 11-1. and one, Which... Yes, they do. It, it, I, look at, I looked at it and I was like, that's possible. NC State could go 11-1 and one this mm-hmm. year. Yeah. So I say North Carolina gets the win here because if they don't, it's going to be a very sad season. Uh, also, you're playing Florida A&M, so you better, better get the win there. You know, I think um, – I don't, I don't have them being that state, if I'm being honest. I'm always going to sit – Yeah. Sun Belt teams. And those Sun Belt teams, when it comes to the Syracuse or North Carolina or in Illinois or Nebraska, those Sun Belt teams, that's just what the – they're all about. I know they just got Marshall. They got Southern Miss this year. If that conference is expanding. It's doing a really good job. I've always been very impressed with the football programs. That- yeah, looking ahead, Appalachian State could treat that like a rivalry. I mean, they're in the same state, right? That's a recruiting battle. Hmm. I mean, if, they, if the ACC if the ACC continues to lose teams, App State might become an ACC team, especially if they continue to play well, play pretty well. I mean, by all accounts, it's a beautiful campus. And a lot of famous people went to that school. Um, I think one of the more top ones, Luke Combs. We all, I, I mean, I, don't, I can't speak for everyone, but I, I love myself some Luke Combs. He went to school there. I mean, right. hey. Go chill up. Hey. hey. <laughs> you know, hey. as long as I know Davis, I've been- been a country music loving guy so he just said the most main country music artist you're not wrong he's a pretty good artist so yeah okay if i was 100 percent like like only knew of only the top country people which is true like i only know really the top artists but at least i know some background and i've been to two luke combs concerts one of them was an acoustic concert at the shakers so <laughs> Oh yeah, humble brag. Thank you, Amanda. Oh, total brag, total brag. I mean, I mean, definitely, uh, probably the the country artist I've seen the most, hands down. And you've seen him twice. That's a good job. Yeah, I know. I I don't go to many concerts. (laughs) I don't get out much. (laughs) All right. Oh man, North Texas at at UTEP. I don't even want to talk about this. Nevada at um, New Mexico State. 
I'm going Nevada. Don't they have a quarterback, like a backup quarterback that's like seven foot eleven or something like that? He's like six ten. Okay, yeah, he's yeah, he's huge. I think he's the starting quarterback now. Is he a starter now? I mean he's he played he played a good amount last year. So I guess we'll find out when he actually takes the snaps. I mean, I'm always intrigued when a quarterback is that huge and can play. Cock, they have him at six foot nine. Six foot nine. Um two hundred and fifteen. I want that guy to be my tight end. That's super gay. Super gay, Davis. <laughs> I'm trying to have a podcast here. All right. And and your final game of week zero. Vanderbilt goes all the way to Tennessee. Or not Tennessee. Vanderbilt's in Tennessee. Vanderbilt goes all the way to Hawaii from Tennessee. And you know what? I I'm an SEC guy, but Vanderbilt gives the SEC a bad name. I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Rainbow Warriors come out for this one. I, I'm going to say the Rainbow Warriors win. Oh. I spent all my locks, but I don't. I don't know. I just want Vanderbilt out of the SEC. Really, they should join the ACC. They're more of a basketball school anyway. It'll never happen due to the to baseball, and then also their academics. It will never. Now Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt brings it in other sports like baseball. I mean, they're one. They're. I mean. They're the top program in all of baseball for a reason. They're for as long as they have their coach, they're going to consistently be one of the top programs. So they'll stay in the SEC. But in regards to this particular game, this is why I'm going to call Hawaii my lock. It's because one, uh, they're at home. This is a team that can like surprisingly score a good amount of points. Um, and I noticed the over is 53 and a half. I think they will get that because I, I also think that Vanderbilt will score probably 28 to 31 points did you hear their coach say that the the, the biggest balls on him he he thinks that he, that one day they're going to be a national title contender you know what when you're a first year coach i guess you'll say anything that's not going to happen but i think the over will be hit and hawaii at plus eight you're begging me to take that cover so give me hawaii at plus eight lock it in Go locked it in for you. That's a good lock. I like that. I appreciate the lock. You know, I hate being last. I thought I had like some sort of upset going because Hawaii was my pick as well. Uh, so I'm right, just to give you a heads up there, uh, Davis. You went pretty deep in the, in the detail there. I did, but yes, I'm very much so agreeing with you. We'll lock it in. And did you say that there's no spread on the Florida State Duquesne game? There's no spread, so that's why I was wondering why you locked it in. Okay, well I'll change my I'll, I'll lock in Hawaii as well, and we'll we'll all we'll all be idiots if Vanderbilt is semi decent this year. Um, that's fine with me. Uh, and you know what? Here's the thing: I think that every team should have to play at Hawaii. If you're gonna put Hawaii on your schedule, just give your players who are getting paid massive dollars now. Give them a little vacation. Just do the whole practice. Just a whole week in Hawaii. And and because Hawaii's having to travel everywhere, dude. That's a long flight for everybody. That's a long And it, And everyone wants to go to Hawaii anyway, as far as like vacation wise. It just makes sense. I mean, if you're, if you're, now that the NIL deal is a thing, if you're signing at Hawaii, like 
your NIL package should be like a pair of AirPods, a pillow and a blanket and like some like sleeping pills for how long those flights are going to be. Yeah. All right. So we'll, we'll just transition here real quick. Let's see. Right, I'm going to play with my soundboard, see what kind of sounds I have real quick. Who cares? Okay. We know we got that one. What's this one? Yeah, there we go. That's. <laughs> That's normally for the game of the week. But what I want to do here is I want to give you guys an opportunity to give me a couple teams you're looking out for, and let's go through their schedule and kind of see what they're going to do. And I think this year I'm really looking out for Arkansas. I think they have the potential to be really, really great and go maybe 11-1, and 10-2, and even get into the SEC championship – if, if they can beat Alabama and they can beat Texas A&M back-to-back, that's big ifs. There's It's a double-edged sword. They could go 11-1, and one, and they could also go like 6-6. Six and six. But I'm, I'm big on Arkansas this year. I think they're a great team. I love Sam Pittman. Arkansas is definitely one of my teams to look out for. All right. Uh, Arkansas, uh, not, that's not a bad pick, you know. Um, obviously, they're in the West an extremely hard division to play in in the SEC. But K.J. Jefferson had a phenomenal year last year. Coming in for a senior year this year, I I mean, he's going he's gonna to play well. He might ball out. Um, this, team, this team was fun to see last year. Can't wait to see what they can do this year. So, yeah, they're going to be good. I, I, I think they're still good for a, at least two to three losses just based on the strength of their schedule. Um, but still, they're going to be respectable enough to where they'll they'll probably compete for a New Year's Six bowl game. I, I'm not going to count them out for that. Uh, at least, hmm, I probably should have thought about this one a little bit more because there are a couple of teams like um, like West Virginia. I'm curious to see what they're going to do now that they have uh, Daniels at quarterback. Oh wait, wait, hang on. So before we go over that, I just want to I just want to go through the Arkansas schedule real quick because whoever whoever did this. Um, whoever is Arkansas scheduler absolutely hates them because they got they they have their non conference games are Cincinnati, um, Missouri State that's an okay game and then you got to go to BYU and then you got Liberty and Hugh Freeze is a coach at, over at Liberty and they're not bad they did lose Malik Willis but that's not a bad non conference schedule that's this is one of the hardest schedules might be the hardest schedule in college football this year. And they have Charlie Brewer at their at quarterback for them. He's he's kind of a journeyman himself, former starter at Baylor and Utah. Yeah, that's right. I remember him. He's he's not a bad quarterback either. Uh, so you got so here is the kicker. You got Texas A and M at Texas A and M. Alabama comes to town, which is a big opportunity. Alabama did not play well away last year. Wait, Alabama comes to town. I thought Texas A and M is going to Alabama. No, Texas A&M, oh, yeah. we're talking about Arkansas. Arkansas. Oh, shit. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. yeah. So, Arkansas goes to Texas A&M. They come back to Arkansas for Alabama. And then they go to Mississippi State, to BYU, which is not an easy game. And then they go to Auburn, and then they come back for Liberty. That's a hell of a stretch. So, I don't know. I, I think... I'm just saying I like Arkansas. I think they're going to overcome some of these, and then they'll obviously have to have to drop a couple. No one's perfect. They're, they're going to have that off week or two. 
Yeah. But, you know, again, a lot of respect to Arkansas. I mean, I think they're a New Year's Six team this year at the very least. Three losses I'm, I'm projecting for them, but I think they're going to have a solid season. They can walk away with three losses. They can recruit off that, I think. All right, you wanted to talk about West Virginia. I'm pulling up their schedule now. They open up at Pittsburgh. Pretty good rivalry game right there. That's that's a that's going to be a tough one. Although I mean I don't know what Pittsburgh's going to offer. Obviously they lost their starting quarterback and Kenny Pickett to the draft, so you know who knows uh, where that is going to go right off the bat. But I I mean th- this is a guy where he's a good quarterback out of Daniels. Uh, he's just he's injury prone. Can he stay healthy? Because he's a quarterback that can put up over 400 yards a game easily, and that's an offense that wants to do that. So he he can air it out. He's a good quarterback, but for the love of God, he's got to stay healthy. He has to. I mean, it's easier said than done, obviously. You put me out in the football field, I'm going to get fucking folded. But it's – I mean, that's, that's, what's, that's just what he needs to do is somehow he needs to get the protection, stay healthy – Every time he gets hit, you, you're nervous for him. So I want to, if he can stay healthy, this West Virginia team, I think, can be pretty good. And Justin, sorry, I kind of skipped over you with a, oh, oh, Justin left us. <laughs> I was going to let him get back on Arkansas. Yeah, I think, I think I got Pittsburgh winning that game against West Virginia. I don't, I, I don't know about West Virginia this year. I, I mean, they got, they're they got to go to, so they're a sleeper team for sure. They got to go to Virginia Tech and Texas as but well. Virginia Tech. Well, we'll see how Grant Wells does at Virginia Tech because you know Marshall guy Justin knows all about him. He had a pretty good career at Marshall. Texas. Oh. I mean, you're only saying that because he left. <laughs> uh, he was. He, he didn't even throw over 100 yards in the bowl game. I mean, come on. <laughs> But you know, um, yeah, so like, you get by Pittsburgh. You have Kansas and Towson. You're gonna you're gonna go past them. Virginia Tech. That's gonna be a tough game because you're at Virginia Tech. Texas. Obviously, it's gonna be a tough game. But we'll see what team they are this year. They do have Quinn Evers at quarterback. I'm still not really focusing on Texas this year because I've done that in the past. I've gotten burned royally. So we'll see. I mean, is there gonna be a couple of losses in here? Probably. But I, I think that. West Virginia can be an interesting team. Daniels could be a drafted quarterback when all is said and done. Was that Justin? We didn't catch it. Uh, someone was not. So, you know, when you talk about Dark Horse today, I'm, I want to stay in the big guys. You've been in Arkansas, and I don't think anyone who has Bama or Ohio State on the schedule is going to have. And I'm looking at Baylor as a big one, which could be, but Baylor, they do have a chance to reign supreme once again in the Big 12. And the BYU as well, and that could be an interesting game for them. But they had Texas State in conference games. Uh, they have to go to West Virginia. They do host Oklahoma State, and they as well. So that could be interesting for them. <clears throat> Yeah, no, I think you're right. <clears throat> it's it's hard to call Arkansas a dark horse whenever they have that tough of a schedule, right? And you know they're going to drop a couple. But I still think, you know, if they can keep their shit together, right? If they can be one of those teams that just that just pulls together for Arkansas like that Darren McFadden team, even though they lost to Florida in, in the 06 
in the 06 SEC championship, they still got there and still yeah. had a chance to do great things. With I'm three, looking at three good Alabama post good LSU at the time because mm-hmm. LSU won the next year, but they, they had like that gap year. Like it, it, it kind of, it just worked out for Arkansas that year. And they had, they had a really good team. Like you just mentioned. Yeah. They and I'm like, pretty sure they went to like Casey Dick. Yeah. They went to like three or six overtimes against LSU that year. And LSU was, LSU was pretty good uh, in 06 as well. Like they, that, LSU team, Florida definitely didn't want to face them again after that tight win that year. And Marcus but, Russell at quarterback. Yeah. So, <laughs> what a bust. That's funny. <laughs> he, he was, was good. good. He was good. Yeah. And one he of the did. most paid NFL quarterbacks back in the day, right? Did, and, you, hear, uh, did you hear what he's, he did a radio show not too long ago? And he was like, if you're going to call me the bust, call me the biggest motherfucking bust. That's <laughs> like, what, I mean. On the title. Yeah. I mean, he, he was. I think he really I think, wants to be number one. Yeah, that's fine. Um, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he is. He might be the biggest bus of all time, technically, monetarily speaking. But yeah, looking at Baylor's schedule here, going to BYU, and I, I got curious, so I kind of opened up BYU's schedule on the side, and I'm, I'm kind of excited. If I'm a BYU fan, like you, you got some good games to watch this year. So Davis, tell your, tell your um family members, like, hey, BYU's. They could have an opportunity to be in the in the talk as well. Oh but, man! So funny enough, my my soon to be brother in law doesn't play at BYU anymore. He transferred to this school, Lincoln University in Oakland, California. So he um, he actually is playing in kind of near Orlando, about an hour south of Orlando, uh, this weekend. Nice. It's a Division nice. two school. I was trying to get him to transfer to West Florida. I think he'd make the team. I thought he was going to make the team at West Florida, but uh, he was offered he was offered an opportunity to start right away at the school he's at. So, you know, uh, unfortunately we won't get to make it, but hopefully I'll get to stream it somehow. Got to do what you got to do. We need to bring him on the show one of these days if he'll if he'll come on. But yeah, he'd be a fun. I think he'd be a fun conversation. I mean, yeah. you'll get to meet him. Uh, you you guys you guys both will get to meet him at the wedding. He's a good nice. guy, really good guy. We'll bring him on. Yeah, and um, looking at Baylor's schedule, just getting back to it, uh, I could see him beating Iowa State. I could see him beating Oklahoma State, even though Oklahoma State's up there. That's that's going to be a revenge game for Oklahoma State. They were literal inches away from winning the Big Twelve championship last year. They're gonna that that game's uh, at Baylor, but Oklahoma State's coming in with a chip on their shoulder. Yeah, uh, that actually Oklahoma State. Um, there was an article I, I read part of it the other day. I, I'll be honest, I kind of skipped over it. But like at least the, 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 the from what I read, and obviously what the title of the article was was "Can Oklahoma State Finally Get Over That Hump?" So you mean yeah. you just read the headline and thought about it a little bit? <laughs> I read the headline, I started reading it, and then I was like, "I'm at work. I got to do other things." <laughs> but I, no, like, but it's true though. Like, can they actually get over the hump? I, I mean. They're returning their starting quarterback, who's been there, who feels like's been their starting quarterback for like four years. He, uh, you know, he he's a good athlete. Um, it's like Spencer or something. I can't remember his last name, but uh, he, he like he's a good athlete. I don't really know enough about their team to really go deeper into that. But another one of those teams where probably have two losses on the year unless they can do something good. Mike Dun Mike. Uh, Dungy's going to be their quarter, uh, their coach until he dies. I feel like that guy's just going to always be there. 
And that would be almost fitting. That'd be actually be really fitting. If he, if he's their coach for like 30 years, something that is completely unheard of in today's day and age of football without winning a title. And then he finally leads them to a title. I mean, come on, like you could win a title as a head coach of a team and you have one bad year the next year and they're, they're calling for your head. This isn't necessarily uh, like dark horse to the national championship talk. Like we're Baylor, Baylor's poised. They could repeat Oklahoma. Oklahoma's not Oklahoma's toss up to me this year. Right. With, with Brent Venables as their head coach, their defense is going to be better. Right. But their offense might take a hit. Their offense might take a huge hit with Lincoln Riley gone and Caleb Williams gone. Right. Mm -hmm. So Oklahoma, although they're ranked what nine or six right now, that that's, I don't like that that preseason ranking, and that's why it's a preseason ranking, right? We'll see. And not even close is is Bohannon, Jerry Bohannon. Well, that's for Baylor. I was thinking of Oklahoma State, but I know you guys are talking about Baylor, but it's all okay. Okay, okay, gotcha. Yeah. So we just so you got West Virginia to look out for, and we used to have a fan of the show. My chiropractor was West Virginia fan. We used to mention him in some of these shows. Hope you hope you watch still, buddy. West Virginia Mountaineer chiropractor. Uh, you got Baylor and I got Arkansas. I'm big on Arkansas this year. Hop on that that Hog Express all the way to Hogwarts. I'd, it's tough to wrap the show on that. I don't really want to wrap the show on that one. I, I do, what, so, yeah, go ahead. I had a question. I know you, you mentioned Dark Horse talk. You know, looked at all offseason. I've just said, you know, I don't really think there's a dark is Ohio State Alabama this year. I mean the eight I mean they were majority in this year. Uh CJ Stroud was second team, Bryce Young was first team. That's gonna be a rivalry to come because when they go to the NFL, their draft. It's gonna be kinda of like Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. Teams in a lot of first round like coming out of both of those programs. It's their season. They're I dominate all throughout the year. We got about half of that, Justin. <laughs> Sorry. So. <laughs> 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 Sorry, bud. I mean, we're going to figure this stuff out next week. At least we have an idea. It's week zero. We have no good, really good games to talk about. I mean, I think I think the game I am most excited about is, is watching Austin play. Uh, so I, I, I mean, we're, we're obviously pulling for him. So, and I'll, and, um, and Nebraska, yeah, of course I, I want to watch Nebraska, uh, beat Northwestern in Dublin. That's cool. That's pretty cool. So yeah. Um, other than that, like we'll, we'll get this figured out. We actually have a real, real stuff to talk about next week. Yeah. And just going forward, just looking over the schedules of everyone and looking at the season, there's some cool games uh, that we get to see. We get to see, obviously, Texas A&M, Alabama uh, there in October. Alabama also goes to Texas. That's a cool game. And oh, yeah. even, even in conference, you got your USC at Utah. That's going to be a complete shift where Utah was just destroying the Pac-12 last year. USC – just did a quick makeover with Lincoln Riley and Caleb, Caleb Williams and a whole bunch of other transfers, right? So they got loaded at wide receiver. They got loaded at quarterback. And USC is now in the running to win the Pac-12 against Utah. And Utah's coming back stacked, too. Florida's got to worry about them week one. I'm not going to say anything about it right now. 
save that for week one. But a couple games stick out to me. Like Miami goes to Texas A&M in week two or week week three. And that's not an easy game for Texas A&M. I got my I'm speak about teams that are on your radar. Miami's on my radar because they could end up in the uh, ACC championship just as easy as Clemson can or not Clemson. Clemson's on the other side. So I would say I would say I I have Miami favorite to end up winning the the Atlantic is it? Are they in the Atlantic or are they in the Coastal Division? I get those two mixed up. Either way, their side. Uh, the their side is in the Atlantic. Yeah, their, I don't really their know. Side. I mean, yeah, I'm looking at it right here, and that game, not that game, but yeah, let's see. The Miami at Texas A&M game. Yeah, September 17th. So we get that in September, guys. That's like that's like a blessing. I don't know. And then we get to find out how good both the teams are, and then that'll shake shake out Texas A&M's rest of their schedule. And I think that'll give Miami, if they win, momentum going forward throughout their schedule. Let me see. Let me see if there's any other games that stick out to me here. Oh, yeah, it's going to be a good season. Tennessee. I'm looking at Tennessee. And... If I, just speaking as SEC West or not West East guy with being a Florida fan, I definitely worried about them in week week four. Same with uh, same with South Carolina, right? South Carolina's got Spencer Rattler now, and mm-hmm. and be, they're playing Beamer ball, Beamer Junior ball. So that's a team that's having a lot of fun right now too. Yeah, like, I mean. Shane Beamer is a young, fun coach. They they did a remake of the Full House theme song with their team. Like, I don't know. This team looks like they're having fun. They're 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 vibing with each other based on appearance. So, I mean, that can be a recipe for success in itself. I mean, if you're a really successful team but your locker room's not getting along, then you're not going to be on the same page. So, I hope that turns into some wins for these guys. Clearly, Georgia is the team to beat in the East. But, I uh, you know what? If, if, if this team is really working well together and Shane Beamer is putting together a pretty good game plan, I, I think that, you know what, South Carolina could be interesting. I don't think they're going to be better than Georgia. We haven't even gotten into Florida yet. I might have to save my thoughts for Florida until next week. I need to collect my thoughts a little bit more on that. Yeah, I, I definitely want to be able to deliver deliver my Florida thoughts succinctly. You got anything on those, Justin? Uh, um. I'm scared to talk, man. If I'm being completely honest, sometimes I get a whole perspective of the season. Florida, it's going to be an interview with Billy Napier a few months back. I got to talk to him. And just a chance my mindset on the season. You know, he had uh, Levi Lewis at Louisiana. He's a dual threat quarterback who signed as a, uh undesignated free agent with the Seahawks. That was his quarterback and you know he's going to try and use the same system with Anthony Richardson but the thing is Richardson is a lot bigger so hopefully that can come on the strong side for Florida but I'll dive into that until next week probably gotcha and looking at week one too you got some good non-conference games in week one you got top-ranked Georgia facing another top-ranked team in Oregon that's gonna be a fun game and it's the first game of the season uh Georgia's defense 
they reloaded. I know a lot of people are saying their defense isn't as good, but they still got four stars on top of five stars just starting all over that defensive front and secondary FSU and LSU. That's going to be a fun game. I'm going to be at that game. Um, Might try to do a little podcast live from the Superdome. We'll see. It's in New Orleans, so that's going to be a fun, fun time. I'll be in Biloxi on the Saturday for week one for week one of college football at the Beau Rivage. I know you can't record at the sports book, but I don't know. I'd like to do something there. That'd be fun. And then let's see Utah at Florida week one. That's, that's a huge opener for Florida. So we'll get into it next week, guys. That's what we have for look, have to look forward to. And, oh, in another one, Notre Dame at Ohio state week one. That, Just so much, so much good stuff to talk about. Yeah. yeah this so, <laughs> Can't wait for next week. Um, I, I'm, I'm Robert. That's Davis. Thanks for joining us. And uh, thanks for commenting. Like and share, subscribe. And uh, we'll see you next week. Any closing thoughts over here for you guys? So um, next week, um, one of my favorite traditions, that's been a new tradition in the last few years. I'll be in Lake Martin getting to watch all these good football games. Uh, beautiful place. Beautiful part of Alabama. And uh, looking forward to that. So uh, I'm going to also be drinking. So it's going to be a good good Saturday. (laughs) It'll be a great Saturday to watch football and Sunday to watch the LSU-FSU game. Nice. And I don't really care. I don't give a crap about Clemson taking on Georgia Tech next Monday. Yeah. So Uh, we'll we'll, we'll have fun for sure. Hopefully I can get the situation figured out with this all set up. Because it's a – I know next week I probably I don't know how much I'll actually be able to watch because it's UWS home opener reporting for that game. Game, you know that's gonna be a lot of stuff going on for me. But you know I try and keep up with it while I can. Get a get a little taste of FSU and LSU. <clears throat> yeah, we definitely should try and do another radio show. Um, not maybe not the radio show, maybe a radio show. But maybe we should try and do a podcast from one of the UWF games or at one of the UWF tailgates. That'd be cool. Like set up a canopy and just hang out. Davis and I went to the Florida-Miami game back in 2019. We set up a canopy and we did a podcast pregame. And Davis had to go on the field for ESPN. So he he was doing his adequate research back then. He's slipped off. Since then, yeah, that, was, that was back in the day, man. I saw saw Governor DeSantis, Tim Tebow, said all these people. What? Yeah, they? they gave you the they gave you the good seats, and we we got to interview Miami fans, and we played like a little bit of trivia, like who's the worst? Oh, yeah. who, you know, how, what school has the most arrestees and convicts? Obviously, Miami, but you know, <laughs> Florida, you uh, Florida under the Urban Meyer days had quite. Yeah, a when day. you exclude the two thousand and eight. 2006 through 2008 Florida teams. It's Miami all day. All right. That's it for us in college football extravaganza. Come back next week. We're going to try and do every Tuesday at 7 o'clock Eastern, or not Eastern time, 7 o'clock Central time, 8 o'clock Eastern time. We're wrapping up. Let's do it. All right. These people don't give shit. <laughs> We're giving them the business. The business. The business.